Gather at the Winter Village at Cameron Run and experience the magic of the holidays with ice and lights. Enjoy a fun, unstructured outdoor family experience just a few minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Explore whimsical light displays, snap selfies, and take a spin on the outdoor ice rink. Book your visit early. Calendars fill fast, so make your plans with friends, visitors, guests, or that special someone today. Buy tickets today at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. Sports Coma with Big Q and the guys, where we have intense, entertaining, educating, and enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports fam. I'm up in this thing. Shout out to the Who That Nation, man. Uh, much love to the fam. Yes, this is live. Shout out to the fam. <laughs> Won't be on here long, man, but just wanted to give y'all a shout out, man. I was watching some boxing. I watched Terrence Bud Crawford dispatch David Avacian sign or whatever the hell the name is. He flattened the guy. Uh, knocked him out cold in the sixth round, man. That was a good fight. It's one of my favorite fighters right now in the game is Terrence Bud Crawford. We'll talk about that more on Ring Kings Boxing, Boxing Recap Show. Tiafimo Lopez also got a win tonight on Heisman Night. He uh, barely got past the fighter, and I really didn't respect that. I thought he lo- actually lost that fight, but Tiafimo survives and move on. And of course, Pacquiao had a has a exhibition fight tonight as well. So a lot going on Saturday night with boxing, like in most cases. But, you know, we doing the Saints thing tonight. So shout out to the fam. Please feel free to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and also feel free to share the show links on your social media feed. Much love to the fam. Appreciate you guys for being in this thing. Shout out to the fam. Uh, Mickey, the Saints fan for life. Who that to you, Trinity. Shout out to you, Zandel, Lucius, Eric, Snakebite, Brother Willie, Brother Derek, Trav 504, Big Low. What's up, Low? Shout out to my brother. Smallville, 
in St. Doug and the rest of the fam. Appreciate you. What's up, Josh? Shout out to you, bro. Appreciate you being in here as well. So shout out to the fam up in this thing. So with that being said, man, a very interesting situation occurred uh, earlier today. And yes, this is what happens. The NFL cracks down on fake injuries. It hit the Saints. Cam Jordan, he's fined. Uh, it, it's Cam and others are fined uh, you know, half a mil. But the the crazy part about Jesse Bates, the third, the safety for the Bengals, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. I mean, you have evidence of what he did. Matter of fact, here it is right here of what Jesse Bates did. If y'all didn't see what he did, this is proof positive. This is what it actually is. When you see stuff like this occur. Hold on, fam. Give me just a second. Let me get it back here. See if I can get a bigger. Uh, let me see if I can get that in there. Okay, watch this. This is what Jesse Bates did. Now, you can see number 30 is Bates. My my mouse is on. And watch what happened. He just falls down. Look, just goes down. They point at him. Point at the re- dad is faking an injury, saying his hamstring. They do that all the time. The Tampa Bay, he walks off the field. Nothing wrong with him. That is what it is. That did not happen with Cam Jordan. This is this is faking an injury. Number 30, watch this. He just goes right on down because his guys are running out on the field late. And he grabs his leg like something wrong, and then he gets up and walks off. See, they've been cheating this. We've been recognizing this for some time. Now, this is a case book case of what we're talking about when players are faking an injury. And it's not just the players are faking an injury. Let's be let's let's keep let's keep it a buck fifteen. It's also the coaches are telling them to do that because they ain't going to be doing stuff the coach is telling them to do. If you can't get the guys out there, we're going to just just fall down. We're going to come out there and get you and all this kind of stuff. Ironically, during the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game, one of they tap one of the linebackers for Tampa Bay did a similar thing. He went down and then went off the field. The NFL didn't see any problem uh, with him, but he had Cam and Cam actually had an injury. So the Saints will appeal this. And we'll get over. So anyway, let's <laughs> y'all seen that. That's some BS right there. NFL cracks down on fake injuries. Saints Cam Jordan fine combined 550 grand in the thing. And of course, this is the article right here from CBS. Saints and the Bengals were punished after the league issued a memo threatened to enforce harsh penalties for faking injuries. They could have done this shit a little earlier in the season. The season with what a month worth of games remaining and they want to crack down on injuries. <laughs> you slow dumb bastard you the NFL has issued a $550,000 fine on the Saints following defensive in camp Jordan's alleged fake injury during Monday night's loss to the Bucks according to the PFF camp the Bengals Jesse Bates he was clearly obvious that was very obvious Jordan was reportedly fined 50 grand his position coach Ryan Nielsen was also fined 50 grand Saints coach Dennis Allen was fined 100 grand and the Saints franchise was docked 350 grand. All parties plan to appeal these fines. So the Saints saying, man, we're not playing with you on that, man. We're going to appeal. This is a bunch of BS. And of course, this is what the Saints had to say. The action that led to the Saints massive fine took place with 734 left in Monday night's game. Jordan took a knee after looking at the team's bench prior to the Buccaneers fourth down play. NFL obviously concluded that Jordan received instructions to go down. The Saints deny any allegations of purposefully delaying the game on Monday evening. 
The Saints said in a statement, defensive end Cam Jordan felt felt foot pain following a third down play and sought medical attention. He entered the blue medical tent and was examined by the medical staff. And following the examination, he was taped and able to finish the game. Now, he had an MRI performed the following day in New Orleans and was confirmed that he suffered an acute midfoot sprain in that left foot and has been at the facility each day receiving treatment for his injury he suffered on that play. The Saints will appeal the fine through the proper channels and believe that the allegations will be proven innocent. And Jordan responded to 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 Twitter saying, uh, most expensive fine to date from the NFL came in yesterday, added stressor for no reason. He also uh, tweeted out that our our fines made by NFL open to public. I just felt like this should be a public should be public knowledge because some of the fines are silly. But this one ridiculous anyways. And for what a deliberate a- action to delay game before uh, timeout punts. NFL just wanted a new watch. You know, they call it a Patek uh, Aquanaut is it's, it's a very expensive watch or something. Not on me. And of course, Cam says, agent told me about it. Initially, I laughed and I was like, that's ridiculous. Clearly aggravated something, then told me how much the fine was. And I would I've been hurt since. So and Cam, you know, also said to be 100 percent transparent. This is right off his Twitter feed. Uh, What I thought was a low ankle sprain ended up being a fifth metatarsal sprain after the game. I took my cleats off hurting the MRI the next day revealed more than I thought it was. But thanks, uh, uh, doctor, for telling me I faked something. Maybe your fave, but not me. So that's Cam Jordan doing his Twitter there, uh, throwing it out there. And of course, like I said, the Saints plan on uh, kicking all this out. And they probably they will beat this garbage. They would definitely beat this garbage because they have medical evidence proving that Cam was actually hurt. Uh, with the issue that he was taken out of the game for. So this will be thrown out eventually if there's justice in these kangaroo courts that the NFL like to sit up here and grab on to. So that's the big story today for the Saints. And they ain't even playing goddamn football, but they, they got fine on the off day. <laughs> you got fine on your off day. All right. So anyway, fam, that's what it is. NFL say they cracking down on in, you cracking down on fake injuries with a month worth of games left in the regular season. You want to tell me some crap about this? You want to tell me some stuff about this? <laughs> KK say flop gate. <laughs> Absolutely insane, man. This is insane. But anyway, the reality is uh, the Saints will beat this. Uh, will beat this. So I wouldn't worry about this family. All right, so fam, let's keep it shaking and baking. I'm not going to hold y'all very long on this stream. I wanted to play for you guys. I wanted to know if you guys heard what Jonathan Vilma said about Dennis Allen. He was on the, the Kyle Patty, Colin Kyle Patty, Kyle Heard show. And uh, he said some stuff. And I want to know, y'all put one in the chat if y'all heard the show. And I wanted to play what he said or what he thought about the Saints. So uh, let me tee that up and get that going and play that for you guys. This is what Jonathan Vilma had to say about it. Y'all put one in the chat if y'all can hear that thing. Here we go. Missed on some of their acquisitions and draft picks at wide receiver. So I watched um, Tampa Bay and New Orleans play. Brady did what Brady's done, you know, 50 times or whatever. But I watched the clock management with Dennis Allen. And I I watched it and I thought, man, this is a defensive coach. This, This is really bad. 
And I don't know. I, I think Sean Payton's a smart guy. He got out of Dodge at the right time. Uh, they, you know, they don't have quite the draft capital. They don't have a quarterback. I can't, it, it is. First of all, y'all know how I feel about Colin Cowpatty. Kyle Hurd, he's a bureaucrat. He's a politician uh, pretending to be a newscaster, especially on All Matters, New Orleans Saints. He's clearly obvious and made a statement that uh, James, he's not a Jameis guy. He said they don't have a quarterback. Uh, he's saying that really about Jameis Winston. The Saints' first-round draft picks, they gave it up. They gave the first-round pick up to go and get Chris Olave. That's a win in my book because Chris Olave is going to be big for the Saints for many, many years. Uh, the Saints will recoup draft capital. We were saying this I don't know how long ago, man. Y'all, y'all go back in y'all recollection and learn how long that I've been saying that the Saints, when, when we found out that Sean Payton wanted to be traded, and people was talking about the Saints, they don't have no first-round draft picks. They're not looking at the Sean Payton card. I kept talking about the Sean Payton card, the Sean Payton card, the Sean Payton card. I was saying that, saying that, saying that for a while now. And the reality is the Saints will get multiple first-round draft picks for Sean Payton. There will be a competitive market for Sean Payton. There will be several different teams applying for or going at the Saints for the rights of Sean Payton. It will be a betting frenzy for Sean Payton. It is estimated that Sean Payton would make north of $20 million uh, a, a season. You know, so we knew this. And people, and I don't know why certain reporters, not all of them, the smart ones uh, know what time it is, but some of them are sitting around saying, we don't know what we're going to get for Sean Payton. Are you kidding me? The the gauge to find out what you get for Sean Payton is John Gruden, who was traded from the Raiders to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And and granted, this was a John Gruden who didn't have a Super Bowl ring when he was traded from the Raiders. He got the Super Bowl ring the the same year he went from the Raiders team, and it was a lot of suspicious stuff going on with that whole situation too. Barrett Robbins talked, Tim Robin, Tim uh, Brown, and all the rest of those guys. Lincoln Kennedy talked about that. We covered it on the TSC Q&A live show uh, some time ago, but you look at what they gave up to get him and his, his, his first round, second round, third round money. And Sean Payton is a guy that is going to be in demand and teams will compete for his services. The Saints will recoup multiple first round draft picks the same year and the next year and second round picks, third round picks, possibly money, possibly players along with it. So it will be one of those trades for a coach that will be groundbreaking. It'll be bigger than a trade that sent Gruden to Tampa Bay. So, I mean, there is a certain president for really good coaches being traded for heavy draft capital. And if you want to know what it looks like, just simply do your research and look at what the Raiders gave up. Uh, you know, the Bucks gave up to get Gruden from the Raiders. A uh, Gruden that didn't, like I said, he didn't have a Super Bowl that year. So, we will get first round draft picks back for, for Sean Payton because his market will heat up as soon as the regular uh, season is over. With. People are going to start looking at moving on from coaches or whatnot. So his market will definitely heat up and we will get draft capital for Sean Payton. Shout out to Smallville says JV sounds like he had been smoking your blank, blank smoking weed. The good, good. All right. Shout out to your fam. All right, so in it, what's up there, Sky Life? Shout out to the fan. Appreciate y'all being up in this thing. Let's finish listening to the cow patty. What's going to happen there in New Orleans? Because this has been a really good franchise for a, you know, maybe not when I was a kid. It has been for the last 10, 12 years. 
He's still a kid. Yeah, so you look at the Saints franchise. First, you have to look at this season and the injuries. Well, let's take a step back first in the offseason. You're expecting a Mike Thomas to be healthy. You go and draft a first-round pick in Chris Olave, who's actually playing very well. You bring back Mark Ingram, and all of a sudden you also bring in Jarvis Landry, and all of a sudden you have an offense that looks pretty good on paper. And you say, well, Jameis Winston, he's been there three years. Now, now is the time that he's going to really understand the offense and take control and have command. And so on paper, everything looked good to start. Defensively, don't change what's there, right? You already had a defense that was solid. Dennis Allen had been at the helm of that defense for four or five years. Now you get into the season when you have the injuries that you have. Marshawn Lattimore hasn't played since I don't know when. Mike Thomas is out in on IR. You have Jarvis Landry's been in and out. Jameis Winston's not even starting anymore. Andy Dalton's the quarterback. Now you're saying, all right, how do we win with this? And let's be very clear. You're looking at that division. They all have the same issues. Injuries, problems at the quarterback position, except for Tom Brady. And then you're talking about O-line, defensive play. That's not what it used to be. All right, let's stop him right there in his tracks because that's a lot to unpack. And first and foremost, I got a lot of love for Jonathan Bilma. Uh, I respect what that brother doing. Uh, he came here to the Saints. He solidified the inside linebacker position, helped us win the championship. Really smart guy, and he always defends the Saints to the highest degree on television. So I got nothing but love for Jonathan Vilma. Let's get that out out there first and foremost. But I but listen, the whole thing about the injury situation uh, to the Saints. The Saints was coming off the previous year, and we covered this ad nauseum on the Sports Coma. We talked about the Saints going over the team with a fine-tooth comb. Put one in the chat if y'all heard me say that at nauseum, that the Saints went over the team with a fine-tooth comb, and they looked at the previous year when they were suffering from injuries at key positions, when they were dealing with this is not in a situation that happened with Michael Thomas this year that we wasn't dealing with in the years past. The Mark Ingram injury, he mentioned Mark Ingram. You're talking about two players that have been dealing with injuries at uh, – all the time over the last several years. So when the Saints came into the season, they did a wonderful job off season providing what I call insurance policies for key players that could not, uh, that they felt like would not be ready or could struggle or whatever. However, it might not be ready to play from a health standpoint. Mike Thomas came into the year. He had a little hiccup early in the preseason. Then he played. Then he had the toe situation. And all of that kind of festered over the season. Now, listen, we knew when Michael Thomas was coming back, we knew eventually we'll get Michael Thomas back in some capacity early in the season. But the Saints provided insurance policies for players like that. They gave up the malt. They gave up the first round draft picks to get Chris Olave to put in the wide receiver room. They signed Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry was the direct insurance policy for Michael Thomas. If Michael Thomas couldn't go, Jarvis Landry was the guy that would step in and handle his business and fill in for Michael Thomas. Chris Olave was brought in to add more of an ump as a complimentary guy to the wide receiver room, and it worked out really well. Also, when we talk about Jameis Winston's situation, Jameis Winston got hurt. He was hurt during the offseason. He came into that and got a whole new set of issues uh, during the regular season, right? D- I guess Andy Dalton was brought in as an insurance policy for Jameis Winston. He upgraded better than we had the previous year with Trevor Simeon. So what I'm saying is, regardless of who you want to call and say, 
No matter the occasion, whether it's a date or a family holiday outing, daytime ice skating at Cameron Run Regional Park is sure to delight. Just minutes from Old Town Alexandria, skate on the outdoor rink and stay warm with hot chocolate or make s'mores over a fire pit. This unique winter experience is only available for a limited time. Open daily December 18th through 30th and weekends in January and February. Buy tickets today at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Sometimes during Christmas, something magical happens. Hey, Cricket customers. The Max with Ads plan is included with the Cricket $60 Unlimited plan at no additional cost. And this holiday season, Max is the one to watch when you're feeling festive. Son of a nutcracker. Cozy up to all the holiday classics like Elf, 8-Bit Christmas, and the Harry Potter 8 film collection. Just log in with your Cricket username and password to experience Max on all your favorite devices. Phone plan streams and standard definition programming subject to change. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See CricketWireless.com for details. The Saints brought an insurance policy, especially in the offensive side, to deal with certain players or skill set players that could not that might miss some time. And that's what they did. Even to a degree with Lattimore, when the Saints didn't really see that Lattimore, what's wrong with me? Lattimore, that he, you had Paulson Adebo there. The Saints even drafted Alante Taylor as an insurance policy for Chauncey Gardner. Johnson, who ultimately got traded, but if they couldn't work out a contract with Chauncey Gardner Johnson, the Saints did draft Delonte Taylor with the second round pick. He was an insurance policy just in case uh, Chauncey and the Saints didn't see eye to eye, which they didn't. So what I'm saying is the Saints went over the entire team with a fine tooth comb in certain positions they knew had could be a possible issue injury wise. They fortified it. So injuries, injuries cannot be used as a, as a, um, as an excuse in sports period. That's why you have depth, uh, depth charts and you have a roster where you're supposed to fill in the talent behind the guys. You might not find a guy capable on that level of the starter, but it's supposed to serve as you get the best players you possibly can deal with and you play as a team to kind of absorb the injury that a guy of a, a, a really impactful player has there. And of course that was Taysom Hill. They can use that wide receiver at tight end at running back. So they had guys around. So we can't use and Don DeVilma knows better than that. He knows better than to sit up here and throw around the injury word. Like that's something that we needed to we I could get out of here with that. We're not playing that. And and then you do not uh absolve Dennis Allen of the blame. The reason why you don't have a quarterback it's not because Mickey Loomis didn't give 20 plus million dollars to Jameis over the next two years. It's Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen removed Jameis Winston out of the equation. Now, granted, 
Jameis Winston is not the most accurate quarterback in the NFL, but he scares the piss out of rival defenses. When it's time for him to throw the deep ball, he throws the deep ball as one of the top five accurate deep ball throws in the, in the current NFL. And what that does is it backs the defenses to set the secondary and make those safeties play back and open up space underneath for you to operate. That's perfect for Elvin Kamara, Jarvis Landry, and guys like that. You know, it's it's a good thing if you have a healthier Jameis for, uh, ver, version of Jameis when he got hurt and then you set him down for a month. But when he was good enough to play, you know, he was good enough to play. But what happened was this is Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen decided to keep Jameis Winston on the bench, not because he couldn't play, simply because Jameis, because of what Jameis was telling the media. Jameis went out and told the media with the, that Dennis Allen deceived him about playing time. And of course, Dennis Allen didn't like that, which shows a very immature, uh, very immature, petty ass person who would rather put his own petty little miniature grievances and emotions over the team winning games. So Andy Dalton, I'm not mad at Andy Dalton. We shouldn't be made mad at Andy Dalton. We know what he is. He shouldn't be playing this many games during the season. We know that. He only he should have played at least a month worth of games, maybe five or five games at the most, maybe six. But he's not supposed to be playing all these games. Like would he? That's not what his intended purpose was coming into this thing, especially when you're twenty plus million dollar quarterback is healthy enough according to the doctors, not Dennis Allen, but according to the doctors, that's as good as good as it's going to get with Jameis. And he said he's good to go. Dennis Allen acknowledged that he's good to go, but yet he sits on the bench because of the pettiness of Dennis Allen. So we're not going to absolve Dennis Allen and no goddamn blame. The reason why the Saints are, are losing games is not because of injuries. It's because of bad play calling. It's because of his decision making. And how it just like the it's just the microcosm of the macrocosm of the season when Dennis Allen, the back end of the Tampa Bay game, the last three minutes is what this season represented. It was all there. It gave you great joy during the game and during the game. And then next thing you know, the three games, the last three minutes of the game, it was a total implosion. It collapsed to give the game away to Tampa Bay by one point. You let them score two scores on you. The offense couldn't move the ball. They were taking sacks. And that's because not because of shabby offensive line play, because of the backup holding the damn ball too much and refusing to let the ball go and not take a seven yard sack to kind of make it hard on you. So, I mean, it's and, and I can go on and go further with Mark Ingram running, pivoting and then running out of bounds. And then the third down play in which they could have put the jumbo package in and got the one yard. Not going to talk about that, but they threw it on a slant that was incomplete. And the fact that they were on Tampa's 44 yard line and Dennis Allen decided to punt the ball from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 44 yard line as opposed to put the goddamn jumbo package in and go get me that yard because I need that yard because this is a playoff game and I need this to stay alive in my hopes. We're not going to play this absolved Dennis Allen of uh, of blame game here, uh, Jonathan Vilma. So I don't see this as a doomsday scenario, just, you know, burn the ships, burn the house down, and all of a sudden you got to start over and get a new quarterback, new head coach, new everything. I see this as let's take an honest assessment of the veterans that are there. Do we keep them? Do we not keep them? Are we winning or excuse me, are we losing because of them or are we losing in spite of them? Is there hold on, bro? Hold on. Stop. Stop it, bro. Stop it. Stop it, man. Cut this shit out, man. Cut it out. 
You talking about the team, man, the team. How you talking about the players and you ain't talking about the coach? You got to talk about the head coach, the person that sits on top of the team, that's directing the team. You can't sit up here and tell me nothing about no players and the veterans and all that stuff. You got to go through the head coach before you get to the players. So you mean to tell me the same collection of talent, damn near, that we had that's on this team that was many of these players were with Sean Payton last year. And the team won nine games and injuries last year was kicking the piss out of us. If we don't use the excuse of injuries, the injuries last year was whooping our ass and we still won nine games. So what you got to say for that today? How does that apply today, Jonathan Vilma? Oh, it's the injuries, Q. It's the injuries. Come on, it's the injuries. It's the injuries. And then we go to the players, win in spite of or not spite of. Get out of here with that, bro. It's the coach, man. The coach has to inspire talent. He has to inspire the team. He has to give the team a vision. He has to motivate them. He has to direct them. And he has to consistently do this. Dennis Allen is not capable of doing this. And it's very, very clear and obvious that Dennis Allen is not a good head coach. He failed in the previous stop miserably. Not only did he fail, he failed miserably, miserably. And each year that he was a head coach, when year one, year two, and year three, of the Oakland Raiders, he didn't learn a damn thing. He didn't improve every year. And it's the same thing here. How do you take a team that won nine games? This is this team in many respects are more talented than the team last year. And how do you take them? And then they are a four and nine team today and sit up here and tell me about some goddamn injuries. It wasn't the injuries while the saints are sitting at four and nine. It's the head coach. They don't have any vision. The offense is bad and they consist they consistently, steadily, stupidly, foolishly, and insanely do the same things over and over again every game, offensively speaking. Their best part, which is the defense, had a direct, just clear and obvious implosion with three minutes remaining in the Tampa Bay matchup, and the defense is supposed to be the unit the team is based on. So if the defense is imploding and it's the best unit, the offense stinks. The special teams did hit three field goals, but the Saints offense couldn't do enough. Instead of kicking field goals, they should have been scoring touchdowns. But the coach don't want to make a change at the helm of the quarterback position. Like, say, Atlanta, my dog low listening. Look what did they do when they seen that they goddamn offense was averaging 17 points over several contests. And that, what did, did Arthur Smith do? He said, you know what? It's time for a QB change. So he pulls out Mariota and put in Ritter to spark the offense to create something. What did your dumbass coach do? Nothing. He keeps running out Andy Dalton. I'm not mad at Andy Dalton because Dennis Allen's a petty, a petty guy. So he's going to keep running Andy Dalton. And the season is it was over uh, last week with the loss of Tampa. So, I mean, this, the Saints are not going to win four games in a row to make it relevant. Not with no Dennis Allen. So cut this out with this foolishness, man. We way too smart to fall for the B, the, the BS anymore. Like you could try this, try this with some people like 15 years ago and you might have got away with it. But today, man, we just too smart for the BS, man. The great Saint Think Tank is not having this. We're not playing with you on this. Let's finish this up. Your play good enough to keep them. And obviously you got to find a quarterback and then you got to get guys healthy, but figure out an offseason program to do that. 
I know you mentioned the clock management. We saw a bunch of coaches. Jeff Saturday was another recent one where the coaches have not done a good job of clock management. No, 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 bro. We we're not gonna play Donathan Vilma. You you own one tonight, bro. In the in the wrong one, not the right one. You own one, but the wrong one. You're not going to sit up here and misdirect blame to coaches across the NFL. I'm not talking about Jeff Saturday. I don't care about the Indianapolis Colts. You, this is a Saint content. This is Saint talking points. This have nothing to do with what Jeff Saturday or any other coach is doing outside of Dennis Allen. No, 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 no. We're not playing this game, man. We're not playing this thing where you sit up here and misdirect blame about clock management like it's a systemic NFL issue. No, it's a Saints problem. I don't care about the rest of the NFL. It's a Saints problem. It's a dumb, brainless problem, the way the Saints handled the clock, the way the Saints couldn't move the ball in the back end of the game, the way the Saints offense stalled out drive after drive and and kicking field goals as opposed to uh, catching the ball. It's, it's the, uh, you know, and pulls meeting touchdowns, drop touchdown by Jarvis Landry. So it's just, it's ridiculous the type of stuff that the Saints offense is doing because the offense is not driven by a leader. They don't have a leader on top of the offense. And they do have a quarterback, a quarterback with a lot of NFL experience. But the Saints head coach refuses to put him in there. He's basically decapitated the leadership on top of the offense. He can't get Elvin Kamara going. He's too invested in the defense. The defense is imploding. And I guarantee you, when we come back to play the Atlanta Falcons next week, I promise you he's going to keep doing the same dumb shit he was doing in the last several matchups because he don't make the type of adjustments needed. Even when you face an elimination from the playoffs over the last two weeks, the 49ers game and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers games were both games with a playoff atmosphere. They were must-needed wins. And what did this, what did the Saints leadership do? Nothing. They kept doing the same stuff over and over again. The offense is terrible. They run Elvin Kamara up to center and to the right. They don't put him in. Uh, they don't slot him in the slot as a wide receiver and run out another running back, a big back. Like we talked about uh, big hips and, and you know, the, 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 the heavy backs that can carry the big thigh guys, the, the, the heavy backs that can carry three or four uh, yards per carry and put them in there, spread the defense out, decoy Kamara and run up the, you know, whatever. Just do something else besides run Kamara naked from the middle and from the right side. He ain't getting nothing shaking and baking. It's just you can't get him going. You see Jarvis dropping touchdowns. You've seen Chris Olave dropping third down balls. You see Taysom Hill drop the ball. He got hit. So, I mean, man, the offense doesn't have a rhythm. If you have 11 drops, the Saints might score on one or two of the drops. The rest of them is all garbage and bull crap over and over again and they they're very predictable it's very sad it's very awful and that's what we got here that's what we got here that can't be you know the the dagger or the straw that breaks the camel's back to fire a coach in his first year so i give i'd give dennis allen another year just like any other first year coach let him see if he can make those corrections yeah this guy right guys in the building you hear this freaking guy new head coach new everything i see this as let's take an honest assessment of the veterans that are there, do we keep them? Do we not keep them? Are we winning, or excuse me, are we losing because of them, or are we losing in spite of them? So it's about the veterans. It's about the veterans. It's about the veterans. Are we losing because of them or without them, or in spite of them? It's not. It's the players. Even though the Saints have enough personnel to win, 
It's about the players. Is their play good enough to keep them? Then obviously you got to find a quarterback, and then you got to get guys healthy. Figure out an off-season program to do that. So all I know it. you mentioned the clock management. We saw a bunch of coaches. Jeff Saturday was another recent one where the coaches have not done a good job of clock management. See? That can't be, you know, the the dagger or the straw that breaks. That can't be clock poor clock management that lead to losses. Can't be the reason why you make a quarterback change. See you. See see the problem is New Orleans, who that nation. Great same thing. Tank. The problem is you guys have a shitload of injuries that's messing with you. The problem is you guys have poor clock management. All th- you know, all things that are adjustable by a head coach. Head coach head means supposed to mean brain. Head coach being they on top of this thing. They doing anything. That's what that's supposed to mean. A guy that got some type of leadership capability to tell you what you need to do and how we need to do it. You know, that's what they're talking about. But no, oh no, New Orleans Saints family members. The problem is the fact that you got injuries. That's why you're losing. The problem is bad clock management. And that has something to do with the players because obviously Jonathan Vilma is not placing the blame on Dennis Allen. Then he f- finished saying this dumb shit by saying this. The camel's back to fire a coach in his first year. So I give, I'd give Dennis Allen another year just like any other first-year coach. Let him see if he can make those corrections and get the right guys in the building. Final. All right. Now you heard Jonathan Vilma. Jonathan Jonathan Vilma. This is Jonathan Vilma talking now. Jonathan Vilma is sitting up here telling you that injuries, poor clock management, the fact that you don't have a quarterback, all that shit was caused by Dennis Allen. Now, all of this. He had no searing or critical critique critique of all of the ineffective stuff that Dennis Allen been doing over this season. Let me let me lay it out like this for you, bro. Because I don't know if you follow this team like we follow this team. You know, it's, we we follow this team like it's a college education. That's what it's like getting a course, getting a master at the, you know, it, it's, 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 that's how we do this in the great Saint think tank. We look at the numbers. We don't look at it as a, as what they call fan perspective because we're nobody's goddamn fanatics. I'm a fanatic for the saints and we funding everything they do. Do you call investors in the stock market or investors? They're, they're stock market fanatics. No, they are investors. That's the true term for what we represent at the Who That Nation. We are more of an investor and a supporter than we are fanatics for something. Fanatics are devoid of critical thinking. They're devoid of intellectualism, period. So in the fan thing, I don't use the fan thing. I'm not going to put the fan thing on y'all. Now, they do have some fans out there. But from, but this type of spiel that he talking will work on the fan. For before, intelligent investor, you're not going for this. You're not going for this. I'm not going for you, Jonathan Vilma, trying to sit up here and sell to the Who That Nation another year of Dennis Allen when he hadn't earned it. He didn't earn a damn thing. He destroyed the team. And you sit up here looking at him losing. It's because of Dennis Allen. You know that. I don't know why you're talking like this. I don't know if Dennis Allen cashed after you and put some money in your goddamn pocket to speak him up. But this won't that won't stir us away from Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen is responsible for all the things that you're talking about. He's the one responsible for why you don't have a quarterback because he benched Jameis Winston to go with the backup. He's responsible for, and then if, if I take some people out there, he, they could have got Taysom together. They could have made a game plan for Taysom Hill if they really wanted Taysom to be the quarterback in the interim. They felt like Jameis wasn't the man. Why didn't they work up on Taysom? Well, he's too busy running around doing everything else. Why? I mean, why? If you need a heavy-handed running back or a heavy-hip runner to make runs for you, go and get somebody. There are tons of them out there. 
There are tons. There's a bunch of them out there. But then again, why do that when the Saints are not going to even use them guys? They're not going to even use them. They're not going to use them because they lack the imagination to use them. Now, is that on Pete Carmichael or Dennis Allen? The question, the, the answer is, is on Dennis Allen because Dennis Allen, uh, Pete Carmichael is under Dennis Allen. You always go to the top of this thing. Dennis Allen is the problem. He could have basically had uh, moved Ronald Curry in there to act as a person to help Pete Carmichael get his game plan together. He could have made the adjustments and kind of moved coaches around and had them working with each other if that was the case to spark the offense. He could have did something differently to keep allowing people to do the same thing. And remember, for every game play or game, uh, uh, what's the term I'm looking for? For every game situation that occurs, every system of plays that they roll out. So the offense got a game plan. Defense got a game plan. Special teams got a game plan. It has to be approved by the quarterback. Game day game plan plans have to be approved by the head coach, not the quarterback, but by the head coach. Okay. We got that straight. So if Dennis Allen, O'Can, the Saints game plan from week to week in these games, the issue is Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen should be looking at the offense and saying, we need a spark. Let me move you out of here. Maybe put Ronald Curry here or make Ronald Curry and you about the same so we can work together. The, the game plan should be on the defense. I can't, I'm too stupid. Me being Dennis Allen, I'm too stupid and non-organized enough, not particular, not meticulous enough to be able to run and call plays on the defense. So let me stop doing that and give it to two guys that I, I was indecisive in naming one of these guys, a defensive coordinator and the other guy, his assistant and let them handle the defense. Let them two guys call the plays. And I merely act as an overseer to make sure everything is together. No, what do you see? Game after game, him calling the plays. And after this recent implosion he should not be called in plays on the defense he should not be but what is he going to do i guarantee you're going to come out and they're going to do the same stuff they've been doing from week to week because this guy has no vision he has no accountability so no and and another point on jonathan vilma jonathan vilma is not paying for those goddamn tickets down there in the superdome jonathan vilma is in media even when he was a player he was basically you know he got it for free vilma not paying for the tickets family you are so he ain't, it's like when you hear people that's foolish enough to advocate for Dennis Allen for an extra season, most of these people are not paying for anything. You the one that's investing your money into these people. You need to have the right guy there. Dennis Allen's not qualified, man, to be the head coach of New Orleans Saints. Is he qualified to be the head coach of the Sisters of the Poor or some bullshit organization? Yes, indeed, because that's, that's what level he is as a head coach. He's He's horrible. He's sad. He doesn't have the right. He doesn't have anything, not much of anything to command a team to go deep in the playoffs or to be successful. He hasn't. And he has a track record of failure. He's a failure. He's a loser. And his losing garbage time energy is flowing all throughout the team. And you see some of the dumbest plays, more, more penalty, more miscues, false starts. All of this stuff is flowing the dumbness. That's dumb stuff that dumb, undisciplined teams do. The Saints is not a dumb, non-disciplined organization. You had 20 years of discipline play. And then in one year, you dumb, undisciplined, one of the highest penalized teams, miscues flowing up the wazoo, all this stuff happening. And Dennis Allen sitting there looking dumb as hell. So at the end of the day, Jonathan Vilma, you're not buying none of these tickets, bro. 
Don't sit up here and advocate for people to give Dennis Allen another chance to see if he can figure it out. He can't figure it out. He's not equipped with he equipped with a brain to figure nothing out. Order to figure something else, you got to make adjustments, and this man can't make adjustments. And by the way, think about the last statement that happened with with the, the last dumbass statement. It's a lot of them by Dennis Allen. When Dennis Allen was talking about when they were bringing up all the stuff that happened on the implosion of the Saints defense, who he called and plays for, it's supposed to be his 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 baby, his child. When it was all said and done, and you looked at looked at what happened, Dennis Allen didn't he? He came out and told you that I don't see no need for making any real changes after them imploding like that. Really? That was almost as stupid as what he said at the halftime when the lady asked him, what do you tell uh, Andy Dalton when he's drawing all these interceptions? I tell him to keep doing what he's doing. No, bro. No, 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 no. This man's insane. You're talking about sitting up here giving an insane bastard like Dennis Allen another year to figure it out? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. New Orleans Saints people, you listen to Jonathan Vilma. I tell you what, you better go ask Jonathan Vilma to pay for all your goddamn merch and all of your goddamn tickets, which he's not going to do it. We're not going to do that, man. That's like it. <laughs> Having Dennis Allen over your team is like a company being ran by. It's like a company with the guy. Uh, 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 it's like Enron. It's like. <laughs> Like we invest, I just use investor lingo. I use the, uh, 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 you know, uh, describing the team or the uh, the family members around it as investors and not fanatics or fans. It's like you. That's like us investing in Enron. <laughs> that's a bad bet. That is a bad bet, and you know it's a bad bet. You know it's a bad bet. No, we're not going to invest in Dennis Allen. Why? Dennis Allen is a bum. He's a loser. You got to show me something. And Mickey Loomis did a really good job this offseason. He gave them all of the stuff that they needed to win in this in the NFL. Jarvis Landry came. Tyron Matthew came. How all these players don't look like themselves? You think they just falling apart? Absolutely not. A lot of this is Dennis Allen. Why Coach Richard and and, and, uh, Coach Nielsen, all these fantastic assistant coaches look like mediocre human beings right now because it's Dennis Allen. They cannot escape the bullshit, uh, stinking, moldy gravity of Dennis Allen's funky ass aura. They can't escape it. They're pinned down by the ravenous, ugly, garbage, moldy ass aura of Dennis Allen. They, they, they're, they're, they're encapsulated by his losing trifling energy. <laughs> uh, it, it's ridiculous. But at the end of the day, absolutely not. Jonathan Vilma, you can get the hell on with that, man. And I like Jonathan Vilma, but right now I ain't playing no games with these people out here, man. Don't, don't. Okay. Pack y'all one. Thank you. Saint, Saint, uh, the, yeah, I know he was going to beat that other guy. The other guy was a freaking, uh, a fake ass YouTube martial artist, but listen, the whole deal dealing with Dennis Allen is he's a loser, man, a trifling garbage time loser, a non-visionary, non-meticulous, non-disciplined uh, person that is merely a coordinator. He's a moldy, stinking, his old nasty, moldy, trifling, floating on the cloud, walking ass aura is just infesting the saints. It's like that building filled with roaches and ticks and every damn thing with Dennis Allen Klein. Nobody wants to be in there when he, he has no energy, no nothing, man, no nothing. He's absolutely, he's, 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 he's an empty vessel is what he is. 
He gets up on the stand. He lacks the proper knowledge of people asking why you called that play. Well, people, you got to, you know, people asking about that play because it wasn't successful. But had it been successful, they wouldn't be asking about that play. That's not an answer, Dennis. This dude, <laughs> this guy is Dennis the Menace, man. He tearing up everything, man. I'm like Mr. Wilson running around here, man. <laughs> Like Mr. Wilson running around here trying to get him on out of here, man. Yelling at him, Dennis and there, Dennis. All that I mean, I'm like Mr. Wilson around here. This son of bitch is Dennis the Menace. He destroying and tearing up everything. He breaking and tearing up everything, busting out glasses and hose pipes flooding up in the building, washing out. He just tearing it up. Tearing up everything. So no, we're not gonna ride on that, man. We're not gonna ride on that, man. We not, and, and, and you're right. And you're right, KK. Shout out to KK. Thank you for the cash app, Queen. Appreciate you. You're absolutely right on that about corporate guy. Now, you know, and I just despise that. And I know most of these guys, I just, that's just, I'm not cut from that, man. You know, I'm just, I, hey, listen, I will build from the ground. I will take how long I need to take the build. I won't make funny relationships with people just because they got it, because that means you, you, you got to compromise something to be, and, and I ain't about that, man. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. To, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm just diligent. I know that the creator put us here for a reason. We don't have to do that to make it you just got to have a vision understand and and just it's not easy it's not even close to easy you know what we did over the last eight whatever odd years that we've been doing the sports coma we nobody was here when we was doing this we was just reporters punching in on their phone you hear them rattling around in they wendy's bags when they reporting <laughs> it was nobody 
But the reality is with a vision, man, you can inspire people to do things, man, when they see you persistently, consistently there. You consistently, persistently there. So there's no need to be corporate or none of this kind of crap, man. <laughs> I don't get that and I never get that. I ain't trying to get that. So what I'm going to get and give to these guys is don't don't try that with the Who That Nation because we got eyes wide open and we're not playing with you. Not only have our eyes open, I mean the third one too. We we see it all, man. And we not that's the how that's how they chumped us in the first place when they said, you know what? You guys are fans. You're gonna be fans of this team. No, stop calling me that. I'm not a fan, I'm an investor. And if you start using language like investor, then that means they owe you something. A fan don't get shit. He get the heartache and the pain of them losing and whatever they do. You don't get nothing back from that. You a chump. You got to pay two and three times over for their merch. You got to pay for parking on buildings that have been paid for for five to ten plus years. You a chump. An investment an investor, a smart investor that nobody investing is supposed to get something in return besides bellyache and pain and people ignoring you that you giving your money to. <laughs> Let me talk to your ass for a second for those who don't know. But anyway, John DeVilman, you can get the hell on with that, man. We're not listening to you on giving Dennis Allen another chance and using excuses like uh, injuries and all this nonsense, man. Get your ass out of here. We're not going for that, man. We're not playing with you on that. We know what time it is with this team. And the problem is Dennis Allen. Two words, Dennis Allen. He was a bad bet. He's you have to have a leader, somebody that can galvanize people and make them see your vision. He can't do that. And that's a problem. Shout out to brother Thomas for the for the super chat. We don't like fake people or liars. Q and D.A. both. Yeah, he is a fake person. Keenan Lewis tried to tell you about what he did that time. Remember, Keenan Lewis was trying to tell you about it. Jameis Winston told you about it, that he's a backstabber and you call out backstabbing lying ass dogs. That's what you're supposed to do. You don't let backstabbing lying ass dogs make it in this world. That's the problem right now is that we don't call these backstabbing lying ass dogs out and let them stand before the sunlight. Let them stand in the sunlight and make people see who they are. And that's how you handle this. You don't let them bastards stay in the darkness, man, so they can keep on lying. You call them out. So that's what Jameis did. He called out that Dennis Allen guy and the Dennis Allen guy uh, didn't like it. And he benched Jameis to put in uh, uh, Dalton for the rest of the of the season. You know. Anywho, with that being said, fam, I'm going to uh, get ready to close the stream. But listen, fam, I appreciate y'all uh, staying up late with me. It's 1245, almost one o'clock. What y'all doing up this late listening? <laughs> Why y'all ain't sleep? Uh, I guess I woke y'all up or something, man. They got that that ding, you know, and I'm spicy. I'm I'm spicy right now at one o'clock in the morning, man. So, yeah, Dennis Allen, we're going to get him out of here. Don't y'all worry about that, man. All the, you know, the word on the street is that he ain't doing too good. He ain't going to finish. He'll win one more game. The Saints will finish five and 12. You don't give you don't give a second chance to a five and 12 coach. And you had 20 years of winning. No, no, no. You don't do that. There is no way you can justify that. So as thinking people, we got to remember to make them justify that. And I say, well, traditionally, the hell with tradition is a losing ass tradition. You know what I'm saying? Because they're going to try to throw tradition. They're going to throw injuries. The hell with the tradition is a, if it's a losing ass tradition. I'm getting that up out of here. I don't want no tradition if it's backed into losing and being unsuccessful. The hell with that. We're not doing that. We're not playing that. 
we're not playing that with you guys and and they better understand it. Now they understand it. We're going to just keep the pressure on them. All right. So recap it family NFL cracked down on the fake injuries. We, we covered this early in the broadcast that the saints are appealing this every last one of them are appealing. Cam Jordan got fine. Ryan Nielsen got fine. The saints got fine. Uh, and at the end of the day, that this will be thrown out because the saints have evidence, medical evidence that cam was actually hurt. So this will be thrown out this deal appealing that they're appealing the decision. They already announced that. And this will be thrown out. If there's any justice in these fake ass NFL, uh, uh, kangaroo courts that's running around out here. All right. So we covered that. We also covered cam's response to the whole damn thing. And of course the last thing we did was we covered the Jonathan Vilma, uh, on Kyle and Kyle Patty, Kyle heard talking about giving Dennis Allen another year. Are you kidding me? But John DeVilma can say that because John DeVilma don't pay for them tickets. John DeVilma don't pay for no Saints merch. John DeVilma don't, you know, his he don't live in this state and he knows that his money ain't, you know, he he just say whatever you want. But no, 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 we ain't advocating for that. You don't advocate for a guy that's tearing the team up. That's tearing a team up like this to give him another year to tear it up. You're going to get a new quarterback for what? You're going to get draft picks to do what? Who going to train the draft picks? This this guy, he can't train. He <laughs> there, is, see, you, he, there is no progress until you get rid of what's losing. This is simple. It wasn't like the Saints brought in a ton of people into this team from a front office perspective family, did they? Did they? There only there were only with three moves that you could talk about from a Saints standpoint, offensively speaking, or even defensively speaking, if you think about it, that were really relevant. That's impacting the team. If you look at it from the head coach position, Dennis Allen, Co- Coach Payton retires or resigns. Dennis Allen is appointed because Coach Payton is, is Dennis Allen is Coach Payton's handpicked successor. That's why Bienemy didn't get it after eight hours of, of interview. Where do you know all of my my business owners and people out there, who do you know ever in your life that somebody interviewed for eight stinking hours in a row and then didn't hire the man or the woman who, where did you, that is unforeseen and never been happening before. The reason why the saints picked Dennis Allen is because Sean Payton said that he's my successor and the, and the saints love Sean Payton and they made Dennis Allen the successor, even though they wanted to make be enemy the guy. You don't spend eight hours with a guy and then go away from him unless Sean Payton was the influencer. And he was. That's why we ended up with Dennis Allen. But he replaces Sean Payton, the wide receiver coach, Cody Burns. They picked up from Tennessee. Cody's done a magnificent job. So Cody Burns is not an issue. And the Saints change offensive line coaches. They have Doug Marone operating on the offensive line. Those are the three biggest coaching moves that the Saints made this season. The biggest one is obviously Dennis Allen. Doug Marone at his lower level knows how to coach offensive line. He might be not, you, you might want to say, okay, get rid of him, Q, because, you know, you see, but the reality is you've seen improvement from guys that look pretty bad. Like Cesar Ruiz has turned into a decent NFL offensive lineman. Now they have the consistency is off, but is that a, uh, a side effect of, De- of Doug Marone or is it Dennis Allen not pushing consistency? Or really pushing consistency by way of holding people accountable. You know, you have to bench guys, put guys on the on the bench that are false starting, that are doing not doing the things they're supposed to do. And if you don't touch them and you allow them to make mistakes without uh, 
discipline them, you create all all type of fractures in, in, in the team. And even Elvin Kamara came out and said, when guys are false starting and making mistakes, nobody says nothing about it. Thank you, Brother Thomas. She says, was there ever a losing coach turning around and start winning no, no matter the talent? I'm pretty sure they might have had coaches that started off losing and then they galvanized the team and did some stuff, you know. Uh, if the if the team didn't get in the, get in their way, remember Brian Flores did a good job last year with the Dolphins. I don't know if they made it to the playoffs last year, but they probably would have if it wasn't for the interaction of the coach. The, I mean, of the coach, the owner Ross. Ross was getting in there. Remember Brian Flores last year? The team was starting off bad, and they wielded off a bunch of wins, and then he started getting flack from Ross, who really wanted him to lose and was paying him to lose and lied about it. Uh, because he wanted to get draft picks. Y'all remember that? So there's president where people could turn things around, but Brian Flores has the qualities that Dennis Allen doesn't have. He's not a backstabbing guy that I know of. He's not incredibly non-imaginative. You can't be uh, non-imaginative and be able to get a team that is losing games and a losing culture team and get them to turn around and start winning. Not only start winning, but start putting like a four or five. I think they won like six or seven games in a row. You know what I'm saying? And there are other examples, but that's one that just, just I just grabbed from the mental realm right quick. We're talking about that. I just seen that one. But, you know, you look at Dennis Allen, he doesn't have any of those characteristics or qualities that's necessarily needed to go on a, on a, uh, a winning streak. You know, it takes discipline to go on a winning streak because you got to take them and make them take the team and compress them and make them understand we focus on this and these things we focus on. We got to do it over the last couple of weeks. This is playoff games that Dennis Allen was talking to the team. I don't know how he instituted it or try to get them to understand. Listen, the 49ers game is a playoff. The Buccaneers game is a playoff game. Every game from this season pass, if you have playoff uh, in your bones or if you want to make the playoffs, is a playoff game. Every last one of them. But you get blanked by the 49ers. Your offense couldn't put up two scores, even though the Saints average over 21 points per game. They didn't do nothing against the 49ers in that game. And the defense held them down in that game. Saints couldn't do a damn thing. The offense stank, stuttered, just moldy, trashy all game long, got blanked in the game. Do they come out and have a better performance against the Buccaneers? They do put up some points, but most of the points they put up is field goals. If they got a touchdown, they beat they beat the Bucs. They couldn't do it consistently. Does Dennis Allen make any groundbreaking changes? Does he make a change at the head coach position? He does none of that. He does none of that. He keeps doing the same thing he does. And Brian Flores would have never done that shit. He would have changed the quarterback position. He would have made guys accountable, guys that's missing tackles, guys that's blown blocks, guys that's false starting. He would have sit them goddamn guys down. He would have benched their asses. You fumbling the ball, you get benched, you know, and that would have resonated that if Elvin Kamara's fumbling, he gets benched. That'll resonate to the rest of the guys behind him saying, hey, guess what? That guy benched Elvin Kamara. He, if you bench him, he'll bench my ass. And that will force those guys to step up. That's what keep teams winning. Non-accountable teams are non-disciplined teams. They start losing. So it's just he doesn't have the qualities, the attributes needed to go on streaks. He doesn't. He doesn't have that ability to win four games in a row. Now, we do have the talent to win. 
We have the talent to win. We have the talent to win, but not the guy to galvanize the talent in the proper way to take us to where we need to be. This is not the man. John DeVilma knows this. I don't, he advocating for this guy. I don't know. John DeVilma's a smart dude. He ain't stupid enough and he got big ass eyes. So he must, he damn sure. Cause he meant maybe he looking at it through rose colored glasses or whatever. No, we don't just get rid of a guy after one year. Most teams give the guy to say, I don't give a damn about what most teams do. This is we ain't carrying on some BS. The, the Saints are not a team devoid of talent. They're not a team that is a bottom feeding team. This is this was a contending team in the NFL that did everything right in the offseason. And Dennis Allen simply did not have the imagination to be able to galvanize and take the things that Mickey Loomis and the administrators gave him that they improved the team and put them together on the field and turn it into winning. That's where the disconnect happened. It wasn't a fact that, well, Mickey Q, he let this, that, and the third go. Yes, indeed. He let a few players go. He did. But the guys you got in were guys that had reputations and, uh, uh, and, and also track records of success. How did they get here and, and turn into this? If it's not the stanky gravity, the funky, filthy mold that Dennis Allen represents that is spewing out, spewing out everywhere and fractals and pieces of it is falling onto the players and impacting them. So at the end of the day, it all starts with Dennis Allen. It is Dennis Allen. He is the main and key reason why the saints are losing these games. All right. Thank you, Brent. Shout out to my brother, Brent Norris. He says, Vilma is too vanilla. <laughs> he too vanilla, too, Big Q. Yeah. Yeah. And, and listen, I'm not going after Jonathan Vilma on anything else except for him advocating for the Saints to keep Dennis Allen for a second year. We're not playing that. And for you Saints people out there that's listening to the administrations, that are listening, because a lot of people listen to the Sports Coma via LinkedIn because we got 300 plus people on there. But the reality is this. And you take this home to the people that need to hear it. We're not playing with you. We are not fans. We are investors. We are supporters. And when we start talking, like I said, I'm going to say this. I'm going to get up off it. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. The investors, you're looking for something in return, not just winning, but other things. And I really wish in a certain world that we we galvanize as a force and we go with that, that if we're giving out our tax money, that we get something back besides your New Orleans Saints, your New Orleans Pelicans, that we actually get something in return. If I'm giving you money, we're supposed to get money back or an equivalent of that. We shouldn't be paying for parking in buildings that have been paid for. We shouldn't be paying doubly prices on merchandise that you have made overseas super cheap. See, this is the bullshit that go on. That's chump shit that 
smart investments not supposed to undergo. But this is the chump system that they created for fans and most fans fall right into it. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I wish it was different. I really was. And maybe with the vision and the words that we saying that our younger generations would get it. And then in the future, we can get something and maybe kind of reverse the polarity of how things been where they making tens of billions of dollars and reverse that polarity where that comes back to you because they wouldn't be making that kind of money if it wasn't for you giving out three, four, five, six, seven hundred million dollars for them to put skylights in the roof and escalators and and dome and floor seating and dome and all this so they can so they can take out tens of millions of dollars and billions of dollars and you got to get a one freaking half a penny back from it. It's just amazing. But anyway, I digress off of that point. But the reality is Vilma's commentary on the Saints outside of what he said, which is really surprising about Dennis Allen and keeping him here for a second year. It's it's just it conflicts. It don't make any sense for you to advocate for a guy and don't have any proof or evidence or no searing critique of how he's been screwing up and destroying the team. The Saints offense uh, doesn't have a leader because of Dennis Allen. He benched the guy even when he was healthy enough to return. He doesn't do it. He keeps the backup in there past what he's supposed to be in there. The offense, he didn't make any really different changes in the offense. The offense continues to do the same thing. He could have brought in an advisor to fix things. He could have switched and gave uh wide receiver coach Cody or QB's coach uh Burns. Uh not Cody Burns. Uh uh oh man, I forgot the man name that fast. I can see his face. I just can't remember his name. Y'all pull it in the chat. You can give him an opportunity to help out in the offense, redefine his role, stuff like that. That's what visionaries do. They look for answers on why things are struggling. But the reason why things are struggling is because he's not trying to fix them from an offensive standpoint. He's thinking we just need to be more consistent. It's not just that. It's something going on, and it's from me. Uh, you have to get really particular, and he can't get particular. He can't. And then it's the part of the winning thing is respect. You got a guy that's a, a perennial loser, and you got a lot of people on the team that are winners and they know what a winner sound like what versus what a loser sounds like, just like we know what a winner looks like versus what a winner doesn't look like. They know like, you know, you know, you get me. All right. So anyway, fam, yeah, we're we going to cover that. And I'm a dirk out on that, man. It's uh, it's just hit one o'clock central time my way. Um, shout out to the fam for being here. Uncle Paul, shout out to you, bro. He said, hey, fam, I'm just. Uh, he said, "Just point out if Jameis Winston has to go next season. Well, Andy Dalton better out of the door, better out the door. Also, because Dennis Allen was not fair or honest with him and treated them. You know, it, it's just what it is, bro. I don't understand how Dennis, uh, how Mickey Loomis of all people, will sit up here and justify keeping Jameis benched and the team is losing. They don't have an offensive leader, and they know the particulars that he's healthy enough to go according to the medical doctors. But you're paying him twenty million over the next two years, and you're not questioning him about why you paying him. Why is he sitting on the bench and Dennis Allen not paying him? Let Dennis Allen get on that cloud that he walked in and float his ass up out of here. At the end of the day, you know, Doug Marone. There you go. Is it Doug Marone? I thought Doug. Uh, is it Doug Marone? Doug Marone's the offensive line coach, isn't he? Marone's the offensive line coach. Who's the QB coach? I forgot the man name. I can look it up, man. What, what I'm doing here? There you go. Thank you, Oz Mike. Mike Ronald Curry. That's it. That's him. Ronald Curry. Thank you, bro. Yeah, that the Ronald Curry could have been instituted into the, to help Dennis Allen figure out ways to get Elvin Kamara and him going. I mean, it. it 
when you're stuttering and bummerling, because a lot of the losses was because of the Saints offense not scoring enough points, the San Francisco 49ers game was most certainly a, a clear case of why the Saints failed. It's because of the offense. They scored two touchdowns. They win the 49ers game. And I keep advocating and saying over and over again, remember, the 49ers game was a must win. So was the Tampa Bay game. And the Saints didn't play with the intensity needed and the desperation, the urgency, rather, to keep the game away from the Buccaneers. They allow both losses to happen in back-to-back games. And now you sit up here at 4-9 and nine talking about we got to win out. Are you kidding me? You need help? You need a lot of help. And listen, going into the offseason with Dennis Allen over the team, Dennis Allen is not going to take quarterbacks that we bring in here. If we bring in Hayden Hooker or whoever the quarterback is or whatever we get in the draft, do you really think Dennis Allen will cultivate these guys into to a winner? He never won more than four games during the season. No, there is no future with Dennis Allen over the top of this team. And they need to understand that. And any people advocating for Dennis Allen to come here, they got to be get they, they got to be getting paid by Dennis Allen's people or they incredibly ignorant. Is either one or the other because there was no normal justification to push Dennis Allen on top, uh, you know, on top of the New Orleans Saints again after all of the losing and how he tore up the team. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. All right, so with that being said, let me get out on that, man. I appreciate y'all chiming on this episode of The Coma, man. Uh, I'll be back. I don't know about uh, tomorrow for the Sports Coma, but more than likely, the Pelican Post Game Report will be uh, recapping the Pelicans game against Phoenix. A uh, quick note for our Pelican people out there, B.I. and Herb Jones will not be playing in this game. Sunday, they'll be uh, deactivated again. That's I think uh, B.I. has been out for like seven or eight games and uh, Herb's been out for like four games. So four, maybe five games. I forget. But anyway, Herb Jones and B.I. Brandon Ingram will not be in the Sunday matchup against the Phoenix Suns. It's a 2.30 Central uh, time tip off at the Smoothie King Center. And we will recap that thing. We'll have the live the live scoreboard going. And then after that, we'll have the Pelican Post Game Report recap in which we will recap the game, preview the next matchup against the Utah Jazz, which I think is Tuesday. And ultimately, we'll open up the phone lines for the Pelican faithful to chime in on that thing. So that's tomorrow. That's coming up for Sunday. Also, let the family members know, please feel free to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and feel free to share the show on your social media feed. And on the theme of getting rid of Dennis Allen, get the shirt. Get the shirt, family. Get the shirt. Let's get Dennis Allen up out of here, man. The merch is at the Pro Shop. The Pro Shop link in the description section below. Fire DA merch. Also, the Sports Coma. We got a uh, collection of Sports Coma lids. I'm going to be sharing a link for that in the community section today. All the new Sports Coma lids. Beanies. Trucker hats, all that stuff. I'll be sharing the links for that. And uh discount 10 to 15% off on it for the holiday season. So support the stream, man. Support the stream, man. We've been doing this for a while. And we keep it real deal, holy feel on the sports coma. So help us out on that guard. So feel free to go over there and get your fire Dennis Allen merch. As you can see, I'm behind there. 
No more of this bum-ass coach. No more of his moldy, stinking, dirty, backstabbing ways. We're advocating Dennis Allen get his ass up out of here, man. No doubt. So shout out to all of y'all, man. Thank y'all for joining me on today's, or tonight rather, early morning episode of the Sports Corner, man. There's some BS going on in the NFL. We're going to peel this thing, and we're going to get rid of Dennis Allen eventually. And I'm going to holler at y'all on the next one, fam. Much love to y'all.
WhoThatDaily.com. That's right, the WhoThatDaily.com. Your one-stop shop for everything New Orleans Saints, New Orleans Pelican, LSU Tigers, even the top flight boxing. So if you're a Who That and you're looking for a place to stay up on your team, WhoThatDaily.com is your site. The WhoThatDaily.com for the sport Who That in all of us. Right, the Pro Shop is the platform store where you can go and buy all the latest merch to support the platform. Available at the Pro Shops, we have dozens of hundreds of products available for you and your family. Unisex tees for men and women, hoodies and sweatshirts, tank tops, kids and baby items, long sleeve tees, mugs, pillows, wall art, bath bedding, face masks, phone cases, stickers, bags, fanny packs, socks, hats, and many other items. Please feel free to check out the Pro Shops. The link in the description section below. And remember, it helps the platform continue to grow. Check out the Pro Shop and who that's it. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.